Hey, this is Taylor Strickland. I'm one of the pastors at Second Baptist Church West Campus, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message teaches you, inspires you, and strengthens your faith. To learn more about our Second Students ministry, just check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Search Second Students West. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Marvin Coleman. I'm, I'm one of the uh, junior high uh, small group leaders, and um, I'm excited to be up here today. Uh, I know that um, this is my first time up here, but I'm looking forward to uh, sharing God's message with you. Um, we're going through Second uh, Timothy 3, if you have your Bibles. It's going to be Second Timothy 3, 10 through 17, and we're just going to kind of dissect a little bit of what, um, uh, what the Holy Spirit is going to give us today and what God has prepared for us this morning, but that's what we're going through. But I wanted to title um, this message, Continue, okay? Continuing, what do we need to continue in? What are the things that we need to do in order to increase our faith, right? Um, faith just does not come on us. We have to continue to increase our faith and to get to know who God is. And I'm, I'm sure every one of you in here, I hope, uh, has a desire to want to have an intimate relationship with God. Would you agree with me on that? Amen? Amen? Okay. Okay, look, guys, y'all got to give me some uh, energy here, okay? So I know y'all just woke up, probably just finished playing Xbox, but... Uh, we're here to, for God's Word, and I want y'all to, you know, make me feel good that I'm up here because I'm, I'm excited about sharing God's Word with you. So, amen? Amen! All right. <clears throat> All right. So, I'll say one thing, too. Uh, my wife is Hispanic, right? And I love uh, nachos. That's one of my favorite foods. Um, uh, so, um, I want you, when I point my finger at you, I want you to say the word nacho, okay? So, the battle is... is it's the Lord's. The battle is? It's the Lord. Y'all get it? The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Hold it. I got a tough crowd up here. I got a tough crowd. Okay. So, again, like I said, the messages continue. Okay. So, we're going to go through uh, 2 Timothy. should be up here on the um, screen. Uh, we're going to go start at uh, verse 10, 2 Timothy 3. Um, you, however, know all about my teachings my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance. Persecutions, remember we talked about that last week a little bit in some of the prior lessons that persecutions, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconian, and Lystra, the persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. So to kind of give you a background on this is, you know, Paul is um, summarizing his lifetime sufferings um, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of God. And I know sometimes, you know, as Christians, we go through some persecutions in our daily life, right? Sometimes if we say we're Christians, I hope that we're not ashamed to, to say we're Christian, but sometimes we, if we say we're Christians, we get persecution from our friends, right? So it kind of holds us back. But he was going through persecutions because he was out sharing God's gospel. And it's always good, like we said last week, it's always good to suffer for God, right? Because in the, in the end, he's going to reward you if you suffer for him. And if you continue to share his word or, or build his, his ministry, um, it's a good thing to, to go through. Paul mentioned his sufferings here to contrast his experience with that of the pleasure-seeking false teachings that were going on. So there's a lot of false teachers that are around today, right? There's a lot of people, uh, you know, not really speaking the word, and he was there to try to make sure that the people were getting what was right. What was, and so he was suffering from that because they were persecuting him for sharing that word. So 
Let's go on to 12. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. I'm going to repeat that again. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus <clears throat> will be persecuted. So um, in this charge, t uh, Paul told Timothy that people who obey God and live for Christ will be persecuted. I'm telling you from my own heart, if you live for God and you live for Christ, you're going to be persecuted. But it's okay. It's okay to be um, you know, suffer for Christ because that's a good thing. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to share his gospel, and we're going to get some pushback from it, but don't, don't let that deter you from continuing to do what you're supposed to do. That's why I, I titled this message, Continue, because we need to continue in our faith and continue in God's word. Okay? So don't be surprised when people misunderstand, criticize, and even try to hurt you because of what you believe and how you live. I mean, I'm sure some of us have gone through that before. I played um, professional football for Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a few years, and um, um, I remember there was a time where guys were trying to um, pray at the, end, at, the end, at the end of the game, you know, and we got persecuted for that. The media persecuted us for it. Uh, other teams wouldn't, wouldn't join in, but as time went on, you know, uh, you probably don't know this guy, but he, Reggie, um, he, he kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it, and then now if you look at the teams that because they continue to do it without worrying about the persecution. If you watch football or if you watch any kind of sports, you see people now bowing down at the end of the game, praying together, because they didn't allow the persecution to, to deter them from what they wanted to do. So they continued, right? They continued in their faith for Christ. So the same thing <clears throat> with us. We need to continue to do that as well. How many of y'all know Tim Tebow? I think, um, was it Tim? Tim Tebow, right? Remember he gets down on the ground and he does like that? He's persecuted for just doing that, just for praising God for a touchdown that he ran or, or catching a ball or whatever. But he continued to do that. He's still a, a, a renowned person who continues in his faith. He doesn't allow for, uh, persecution from outside to deter him from doing what he's doing, okay? So I'm using football references. I'm sorry, girls, but that's what I know. But if you understand, continue to do whatever it is you need to do in order to continue in God's faith, okay? God's God's gospel. All right, <clears throat> so don't give up, right? Don't give up. Continue to live as you know you should. God is the only one you need to please, right? If you're getting persecuted, if you know God is going to get the, get the glory out of it, continue to do what you're doing, and then you will be rewarded for that. But you got to continue in your faith, okay? I'm going to keep saying continue over because that's what we're doing. We're, we're not going to be perfect. We're striving. We're continuing to be like Christ. That's our goal, okay? Thirteen, um, don't expect false teachers. Oh, I'm sorry. Where is that? While, while evil men and impostors will go f uh, from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived, but as for you, 14, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it from and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures right, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is what? Is God breathed. What does that mean? It means that all scripture, all scripture comes from God, okay? All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I love that part part of this passage because it tells us what we need to do to, in order to continue in our faith with Christ and in, in, in his gospel. 
So with 14, like, like Timothy, and it says, we are surrounded by false teachings, but we must not allow our society, our people around our community, our, our friends, our foes, whatever, our society to distort or crowd our God's eternal truth, right? How are you going to know what the truth is? And how are you going to be able to um, counteract the truths that are coming from the people from, from, around, from the world? What are you going to have to do? You're going to have to continue in your faith by what? Reading his word, right? His word is useful for teaching and training, right? It's, it, it gives us the opportunity to know who he is. God has many attributes. He's an omnipresent God. He's a loving God. Every, you're not going to know that if you don't continue to stay in his word, right? So we need to know that because what the world is going to show us is something different. But we have to be unique. And last week, we, I think in our junior high and, and high school boys, we talked about sacred, being sacred. What does that mean? to be sacred, to be holy. What does that mean? To mean to be set apart from the world. And yet you guys are very unique. You guys are set apart because you guys are striving to be Christians and to, and to increase your faith, right? So you're going to be different, but continue to be holy. Continue to stay in the faith and find out what the truths are so that you can fight what, what the world is trying to offer to us, right? And then uh, spend time, and I like to say this to the group, uh, my, my guys on uh, the, the uh, junior high, what do I say every week that you need to do? Does anybody remember? Right. So I, I, I challenge my guys every week to read two minutes a day. Two minutes a day of whatever God's word is. That means you've got 14 minutes before you come back here to see me. You've got 14 minutes of, of God's word in you. And you know some truth, you know some truth. Now you can read more, of course, but I just challenge them two minutes a day. Find a passage or whatever we're going through, go back over it, but understand what God is trying to tell you so that way you can build your relationship with him. Okay? Appreciate that. Thank you, buddy. I'm glad you uh, didn't make me look bad. Spending time every day for reflecting on the foundation of, of your Christian faith found in God's word, the great truths that build up your life. So spend time with God every day if you can. Okay? Whether it's your time, talent or money, whatever it is, spend time with God every day. Uh, in verse 15, <clears throat> excuse me, um, like, like Timothy's mother and grandmother, um, do your part, do your part as, as Christians, do your part in leading other children or other teens or other preteens or whatever to Christ. What do you do? What's going to happen when school starts in the next, what, two or three weeks? Are you going to do your part to help be a beacon of light for God's gospel and continue to stay in his word and continue to share his gospel with others? Or are you going to sit back in the, on the sidelines and, and see what happens? Right? God is, God, is, God is relying on us to be able to share his word, share his gospel with other people. And he needs every one of you because we are unique, right? We're set apart, but it's not a, it's not a lot of us. But, but with God on our side, we are big and we can share his word, okay? So remember that. Um, I love this part. Um, uh, the Holy Scripture was the Old Testament. The Old Testament is important because it points to Jesus Christ. At that time, when you read the Old Testament, like I said, start to understand, it starts pointing to when Jesus Christ is coming, right? It starts pointing that way. But at the same time, faith in Christ makes the whole Bible intelligible. So what that means is that the more you increase your faith and you continue to increase your faith, like I said, continue, continue, continue to increase your faith, whether it's uh, studying God's word, praying, 
what, that's another communication link with God, or just being in fellowship with one another. Continue to do that because you're, it's going to help you um, increase your faith even more, right? When you're around each other, when you're sharing his word, when you're praying, those things are going to help you. And then in verse 16, <clears throat> the Bible is not a collection of stories, fables, myths, or merely human ideas about God. It's, it's all God-breathed, right? Um, it is not a human book. Through the Holy Spirit, God revealed his person and plan to certain believers who wrote down the message for his people, for us, right? Do you all believe that all scripture is God-breathed? Do you believe everything in the Bible? You should, right? We, we need to believe everything in the Bible. And the process is known as inspiration. The Bible should inspire you to want to continue to be like him, like Christ. It should inspire you to want to be able to share his gospel. That's what the Bible does, right? And the writer wrote from their own personal historical and cultural context. Although they used their own minds, talents, language, and style, they wrote what God wanted them to write, right? Because it was all God-breathed. Scripture is completely trustworthy because God was in control of the writing. So don't, don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Put it in your heart. That's why I say stay, with, stay in his word and understand who he is. It will help you continue to build um, an intimate relationship with him. I wish, I wish at your age <clears throat> I was focused on trying to build a relationship with God. You have that opportunity, and you're, you're a step ahead of a lot of other kids, children, kids, teenagers, whatever, your age. And continue to, to, to build on that. And you'll, you'll see that there's a war reward. There's, it's a better life with him, right? We can talk about football days and all that, but I'd rather be where I am today than being out there, um, you know, what I was doing before. But God changed me because I decided that I was going to, at an older age, 20, 25, 24 years old, I was like ready to start reading his word and understanding him. And then I realized that um, it doesn't matter. Whatever, God, whatever pleases God is what I was going to do. But I wish I would have thought about that at your age, okay? <clears throat> so scripture is completely trustworthy because God is in control. Its words are entirely authorized for our faith and lives, right? It's helping us to build in our faith. The Bible is God breathed. Read it and use its teachings to guide your conduct, to guide what you want. What you, want. you know, have you seen that thing on TV where you have the, the, the Satan on one side and, and the, um, Jesus on the other, or God on the other, and he's, he's fighting with you? You wouldn't have to fight if you knew what God's word said. You wouldn't, have to, you wouldn't have to battle with Satan and tell him, hey, do this, do this, Johnny. No, no, you better not do that because it's going to happen. No, no, you know, you wouldn't have to make that choice because you already know what's right because you continue to stay in, in his word. Does that make it, that analogy make sense? Okay. So um, read it regularly to discover God's truth and to become confident in your life and faith. Develop a plan for reading the whole Bible, not just the familiar passages to Read the whole Bible, understand what the context means, because like I told you, we don't need the world telling us what it is. We need to know for ourselves. We need to be like the Bereans in Acts. If you read about it, we need to be like them. They're the ones that go and, you know, no matter what Pastor Young says or whatever Dakota says or Tyler or whatever, you have to go and read it for yourself and understand it and read the whole entire passages, all right? And then you'll understand who he is. Does that make sense? Okay. In our zeal for the truth of Christian, we, we must never forget its purpose, to equip us to do what? To do good. We should not study God's words simply to increase our knowledge or just to prepare us uh, to win arguments with other people uh, about the word of God. We should study the Bible so that we will know uh, to do God's work in the world, that we can go in the world and spread his word and feel confident about what we're doing, right? 
and um, read it regularly. Okay, discover the truth and become confident in your life and faith, right? So we should, we, our knowledge of God's word is not useful unless it strengthens our faith and leads us to do good. To do good. There's no need to read it if you're not trying to do, do whatever it is to please God. So my points here is um, you should know two things. One, uh, you know the, per the people who taught the scriptures to you. We talked about it in 14, right? Um, I'll, I'll turn over to 1 Peter, I mean, 2 Peter 1.21. Kind of take us off a little bit here. But for, for prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So we should know that people who taught the scripture to us, and that's in verse 14, and then in verse 15, uh, you have known the scriptures. It says you have known the scriptures. As long as you know them, then you are protected, right? Because you know what's right and what's good. So, like I tell you, um, the message continues, so I'm going to give you four points that we're going to take home today, okay? I try to leave you with a little couple of nuggets. We went through the word, we understand what God says, but now let's put application to that, okay? So, first thing is, we should continue in God's word because of the confidence we have in it and those who taught it to us. Who taught, you the, who taught the word to you? Parents, right? Family, friends, pastors, ministers, right? That's the first point. The second point is we should continue in God's word because it is able, and I emphasize able, to make one wise into salvation. So we understand who died on the cross for our sins. Who was it? Do you believe that? Right? We got to understand our salvation, our salvation. And the Bible is our source of truth, our weapon of faith, and the content of our spiritual growth. If you want to grow spiritually, where, you, where do you think you need to go? For the word, right? And then also what? Accountability, building, building friendships are here, um, praying to God daily, and then spending time with him every day, building your own personal relationship with him. The third one is we should continue, and I said again, in God's word because it is profitable. Now, I'm a, I'm a uh, finance major, so you probably don't know what profitable means, but when I say profitable, I don't mean like monetarily, but what I mean is that for, for teaching, understand, profit, profit, being profit for teaching, um, rebuking us, to making sure that we're doing the correct thing in life, um, and then training us in righteousness and doing what pleases God. So we need the word to help us make those right decisions so that we don't have to fight with Satan. We already know that this is what's right, okay? And then the last point I want to leave you with is we should continue in God's word because it completes God's work in you. What does that mean? It can be completely and thoroughly equipped. And the more you get older, you're going to understand. The more time you spend with him, the more time you're going to understand. And the more, the more you're going to be equipped to be able to take on the challenges of the world and the, life, the things that life is going to throw at you, right? It's not over. Satan's still busy, but you have the opportunity to be equipped and start now. Right? So read the Bible two, two, two minutes a day. I give you that challenge when you go back. Read a couple minutes a day and then build on that. Five minutes a day, ten minutes a day. Start building and you start finding that relationship. It's going to grow and you're going to become more intimate with him.